Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 318, recorded on 318-221. On tonight's episode, we discuss the Square Enix Presents event disappointing most Nintendo fans, the possibility of outgrowing Nintendo, and of course, your questions, and whatever else we decide to come up with. Jesse, you know what to do. What's up, everybody? It's Marty here, and it's episode 318 of Nintendo Dads, as Tim said, recorded live on March the 18th, 318, 2021. I am joined tonight by two of our regular cast members, and we are going to hit the news, but there's not that much news this week, let's be honest. Uh, Mainly just disappointment and sadness. Uh, But tons of your feedback and questions that we're going to cover here as well as what we've been playing joining me on the show tonight mr tim off how are you doing up there in snowy michigan oh snowy right now? It, no i thought i thought for sure you were going to say minnesota thought for no, sure I, no i'm trying to <laughs> i'm trying to to turn over a new leaf here and respect you a little more I don't oh know. okay <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. That's, uh, you know, a lot going on. But as usual, being able to come on and talk video games helps break up the week and everything like that, even if we were slightly disappointed for yeah. reasons. <laughs> well, yeah. And uh, I don't know. You, I know you've had kind of a rough week dealing with some stuff. We went from having near tornadic weather here yesterday to it's 40 degrees here today. Yes, we've like we've been getting a few of those days too. Yeah, seventy-five yesterday, forty-five today. Welcome to Tennessee. See, ours is a little bit different, where it's we get forty to fifty, and we're happy, and then it drops down to you know twenties and thirties, <laughs> and we're we're cold. Still cold. It's all yeah. cold. Uh, <laughs> speaking of all cold, uh, joining us tonight from Kansas City, where you actually got snow this week, right? Yeah, well, we we had a tornado touchdown earlier this week, and then we had, I don't think we got any here, but we had, that was like two to four inches in the forecast in like southern metro, so. There you go. Yeah. It's Mr. Jack Baldack. How you doing, buddy? Good. Yeah, yeah this, this is this is the Nintendo Dad's uh, meteorology department signing off. All right, yeah. Not, not only <laughs> now is Now over to you, Marty. Dad, <laughs> uh, not... <laughs> Actually, quick funny story here. When I was a kid, I had one of those kid weather stations. Oh yeah, and I I took it way more seriously than I should have. But I even I even had a little. I printed back in the time of computer printed banners. I I had I printed off a banner and hung it up again above the wall where I had everything. The the WLDK Weather Center. I love it. it. Make it sound like you're a TV or radio station. I love it. How are you doing, Uh, Marty? I am doing good. It's been a it's been a, a hectic week here. I mean, the weather was so bad uh, last night that we uh, canceled our church services and things, and then it didn't do anything. <laughs> I love those kind of things. It's typical Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> not only is Jesse an expert meteorologist, he's also uh, gone into the desk moving business. Uh, and for those of you who are watching us on YouTube uh, and Twitch. That's why we were a little late starting up the show tonight. 
Uh, so apologies there, but uh, Jesse had to do that honeydew, uh, <laughs> honeydew calls every now and then. Right. Yeah, we had, it, it was a combination of the youngest daughter's boyfriend celebrating his 21st birthday. We went to a Chili's and the intention was to order some alcohol for those who are old enough to partake. And our waiter was, you know, a, a kid younger than my, our daughter and couldn't do he, it. He, well, he tried, I think he, he tried to convey the messages to the bar that we wanted to order these things and they just never showed up. Oh, wow. Well, it's a lesson learned. Uh, <laughs> I, I have be. this theory that, uh, until the pandemic ends, every birthday has to suck. <laughs> that, okay. I mean, I was supposed to turn 40 last year and my wife's like, if y'all remember, she was like, oh, I was going to throw you this really awesome surprise party with friends you haven't seen in years coming in and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Suck. suck COVID birthday. decided to come crash your party. Right. You know what doesn't <laughs> suck, though? When we talk about the news. So uh, how about we get right into that, shall we? And each and every week, Tim, tell them who our news is brought to us by. Our wonderful Patreons every week who give us a little bit of their money to help us out every each and every week, every each and every month, just to help us meet our goals. And and not only do they do they do that, they they give us joy. Yes. And they joy. come join us in the Discord and and have yeah. wonderful discussions with us and and with each other. And I love reading the common the conversations that people are having. Yeah, in there. Joy, joy is 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 priceless. Yes, joy is priceless. And and they give us their presence. And and y'all like so cool that we uh, get to be uh, a part of that Patreon community with us so again for a dollar a month. You can head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads and join up on the Discord. Uh, for $5 a month gets you full access to the Discord uh, and $10 a month gets you pre and post show audio and $30 a month gets you the Patreon producer level where you get to be on the show. Be on, yes. be on the show. We'll, uh, we'll seat you right next to Tim. We promise yep. he doesn't bite. I got a seat uh, right here. Yeah, it's just a seat right there in the Tim cave. It just and, folds uh, out. I have a nice folding chair I put over here. Yep. Yep. I love it. So I'll do I'll I'll do a quick plug for the monthly mayhem. Any any patron of any level is able to, to participate. Yes. We just recently wrapped up or Drew Drew and John recently recently wrapped up the Bowser's Fury and Super Mario 3D World. One person got a perfect score of hundred percent of the game. And I think that was a three-way tie for fourth place, which was getting everything except for the five stamps that that required you to beat the level, every level with every character. And uh, then this upcoming one is going to be another tournament style where where you have to pre-register and say, hey, I'm interested. Uh, For more information on that, listen to the last... uh, Dads After Dark show episode that was posted either in their feed or our YouTube channel. And you have to be signed up by noon Eastern on Sunday. So like in two two days or three days. Yes. And just just for those listening, the game is? It is a selection of games from NSL. So 
the way I don't even know what they're doing. That only they know what they're doing right now. Yeah, basically, they're put is, it together. so they're like if 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 they say Tim and I are up ahead ahead, and we we still don't know what the game is. We arrange we we will schedule time to play this on Tuesday at five o'clock, and they say okay, here's the challenge. You have thirty minutes to give us your score. And yep. we have 30 minutes to do whatever it is they want us to do I love with it. no <laughs> practice. It could be co-op or versus. It's, uh, look, those guys over there putting that together, Drew and John, brilliant. Y'all are doing such a good job. Every, uh, involved every in the month or two, and yeah. Definitely. Look, can I just say this? Every dad, like dad universe podcast, friend of the dad's, right now is killing it dad's after dark killing it especially like adding in the new like the the betwixt stuff love it uh dad crossing killing it uh dinner table killing it retro logic killing it uh we you should not have to search for things to listen to on the, the nintendo dads podcast network right And even if you want to talk about stuff that you might not hear, we talk about that's where the dinner table comes in. If you're Patreon, you get to come join in and and be on the podcast of your own, of your own making, because that's what the dinner table is. We all sit around and just chit chat about gaming in general. And then there's a main topic we'll talk about. In fact, this one coming up tomorrow night, in fact, or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this, if you're not listening live or watching us live. Uh, we're going to be doing dinner table at midnight, uh, which is technically Saturday morning uh, in the in the Eastern Standard Time uh, to celebrate Animal Crossing. So we're doing a dinner table with the Dad Crossing crew. We're doing a cross. Yeah. We're doing a cross show. So, um, so that is the twentieth. That is the anniversary. It is the twentieth. Yeah, we're celebrating right at midnight. Uh, so we delayed the usual time for dinner table a couple hours so that we can do it at midnight so that Sean, the co-host of the Dad Crossing show, could join in because he's in the UK. When your anniversary of Doom Eternal. Yeah, that too, yes. <laughs> That's what we're going to yeah. talk about. We're going to celebrate that. But we're, yes. I think we have one more seat left to actually do what we did with them on when we did the cross show with them. And we went in on Nick's Island and did the uh, Nintendo Dads episode on in Animal Crossing. We're doing the same thing with the dinner table on Nick's Island. And there's, uh, I think, one more seat left uh, for someone to enjoy. But even though there's only one more seat left in the Animal Crossing game, everybody can still join and talk in Discord and in the chat. And it'll all be live on... on um, Twitch and YouTube. On pay-per-view. Not live on pay-per-view this Sunday. Sunday. Oh, wait, no, it's Saturday. <laughs> I love it. Well, here's what Saturday we Saturday morning at Snore O'Clock. Yeah, yeah, that's it's what I'm going to be doing. I'm sorry, y'all. Like, I want to be in the dinner table so bad, but it's just so late. I can't. Yeah, this one was definitely made later. Yeah, so. it's, uh, it, it's usually too late for me. Well, guys, let's talk about uh, some news. Let's serve up a dish of disappointment here. Uh, the uh, Square Enix <laughs> presents that debuted today the very first um, direct to you presentation from Square Enix had a lot of fans buzzing ahead of time, thinking that surely we would get some Nintendo news. Uh, and you know, I, I to be honest, I think 
that what happens with a typical Nintendo Direct happened with this, uh, where they did not subscribe to the Nintendo Dad's patented theory, high hopes, low <laughs> expectations. Uh, and there or, were all or kinds my of modified crazy- one, which. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what's that again? No expectations. No expectations. <laughs> right. Uh, I didn't have any expectations. And uh, honestly, they managed to even undercut that uh, with it. So uh, if you didn't know, this came out today. It's on the 18th uh, and was a huge look at what's coming out from Square Enix on all platforms. But apparently they have forgotten that the Nintendo Switch exists because we're getting just three games over the course of the next little bit. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and name those games. One of them is coming out next week, Balan Wonderland, or Balan Wonderland, however you pronounce it, uh, comes out. And it's not just for Switch. It's for all platforms, including Steam. But then two games will be published physically by Strictly Limited Games, uh, Darius Cosmic Revelation, which is coming to Nintendo Switch and PS4. Okay. Uh, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, these are strict being physically, physical games published by strictly limited games. Right. Yep. But they're also going to be available for download, like digitally. I presume if they aren't games. already. Bubble, yeah, Bubble yeah. Bobble Four Bubble Bobble Four Friends is the other one, and it is also available already on Nintendo Switch and yeah. PlayStation Four. Yeah. Uh, in, this in my little research, they, there are two other Darius Cosmic games on okay. the Switch that were both released in June last year. I, which is our, our collection of other like arcade games, which I didn't even know of here this of this franchise, and yet there's. Apparently 12 games on it. I don't think there are any duplicates, so I think what's come in Revelation are n- different games that are not in the collection arcade and the collection console. Jesse, I'm going to be real honest with you here. I didn't know that many Darius games existed. Yeah, neither did I until today. <laughs> uh, I only knew about them because our friends at Retrologic were looking up all the available collections right. of games classics on the switch and i had looked up these ones that were missing actually i don't think it was retrologic so, it might have been uh sam i think he was looking at them all so. <laughs> so let, let me say this i mean the, the 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 only new game from square enix coming to switch is bow in wonderland uh these are just li- i would guess limited physical releases of other games but here's yeah. my question um like, cause, cause here's the deal. I'm, I'm gonna say this. I did not expect Forspoken to run on the Nintendo Switch. I don't. I don't expect uh, Marvel's Avengers to run on Nintendo Switch unless it's a cloud version, right? I don't. Right. I don't expect uh, Outriders or Tomb Raider to run on Switch unless it's a cloud version. Let's be honest. It's not going to handle it, or if it does. It's not going to look well if it's uh, look look good if it's not a cloud version. But here's my question: Why are they doing nothing? And before somebody says, "Well, we're getting Project Tri- Trying Triangle Dinner Bell or whatever," uh, <laughs> I, you know, like Triangle Strategy or whatever, I like is that even? And we just got Bravely Default. Well. Is Triangle Strategy even coming to Switch this year? I think it's 2022. It's a 22 22 game. Yeah. 
So here's, here's what I'm saying. You've got a company that's sitting on what has to be some of the most classic JRPGs of all time. Final Fantasy, Final. F- I mean, the whole. The oh, whole, geez, I thought you were talking about Nintendo. Sorry, go ahead. The whole no. <laughs> entirety of the NES and SNES Final Fantasy plus Chrono Trigger, right? And they are just going to sit. Don't we have the same question on some of the things Nintendo does too? Like they're sitting on things that we know could make them money, but they just they don't do anything with it. Like and even like this is we're we're past it now, really. But they did nothing for Chrono Trigger's twenty fifth. Uh, yep. There's not a hide nor hair nor scent of Super Mario RPG, even though it was on the NES, SNES Classic. Nothing. Right. I like. I was just. I'm very underwhelmed. I I, I don't understand it. In, in, you have a system been, that is a Dragon a proven, Quest spinoff in a while, and like, you know they they normally are pretty liberal with the uh, spinoffs, and with the only the last thing they've done on consoles is released Dragon Quest 11 three times. And, and was that one before or after Dragon Quest Builders 2? Uh, it was in 2019, no, in 2018 it was on PS4, 2019 was on Switch, and Builders 2 was also on Switch that year. Builders 2 came first. Okay. And and then last year it came out to Xbox and a And that's it. And and then the 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 S version also was re-released on PS4. I just y'all And now it's on Stadia. You've got right. And there's the other thing is you've got all these other games that are on Stadia. Chrono Trigger's on Steam. Chrono Trigger's on iOS. (laughs) Final Fantasy Four is on iOS. Final Fantasy Six is on iOS. And Android, I think. But don't let me oh, cut those yeah. people out. But yeah, I think all the Final Fantasies up to nine are on mobile. All the Dragon Quests up to eight are on mobile. At this point, the only thing I know is it's money on the table. The Switch prints money. Where it, where are these games? I like where I, I like. I know we talked before the show that you guys were were disappointed too. I mean, without running over like what amounts to. A, base, a, a a huge deal of announcements for other systems that really don't matter because they're not Nintendo. Uh, what? I mean, they matter. It's just nobody would expect right. us to talk about them. What What are your feelings coming out of this? Like, do you have any answers? Uh, I don't know if it's an answer, but I you know I did notice that you know the, all of their games are leaning towards what. Uh, Blizzard is doing, and and you know, Activision and EA are trying to do the all hyper realism st- garbage. That yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty for two years, but after that, it starts to look like garbage. Um, the the only game that's stylized is Balan Wonderworld, and we did yeah, you know, and we've not heard good things about how that demo is running. Honestly, the Battle in Wonderland, I've played the demo. I've watched the video, like, leading up to it. And when they announced it, they acted like it was supposed to be this huge announcement, right? Like, I don't get it. Like, 
Why yeah. should oh, I care not, about not it? Not only it's it's we've known about this already, so you know it's not a no. I'm, I'm talking about like when when it. we first found out about it. Oh, okay. like everybody was like Bell and Wonderland. Why should I care? I don't like it. Looks stupid. I, yeah, I I'm don't sorry. even know what the game is supposed to be. It's, for those of you who are watching, and those of you who are listening, I've just not had the best day, and so the, I'm kind of a little unfiltered <laughs> here. It looks stupid. I don't get it. Like I, I think that they're reaching for the like Donkey Kong sixty four Banjo Kazooie collectathon collectathon type ukulele fans with all the like. Oh, there's so many costumes. And so, well, that doesn't matter if the game is trash. And right. like I haven't heard one person yet be like, like "Oh man, I'm so excited for like, like I, I don't know." What, like, what game was it that I wanted to pick on? I think it was it was Marvel's Avengers. You know, also they, trash. Yeah, well, you know they 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 are hyping up uh, the the PS5 and Xbox Series versions on how you know more detailed textures, higher resolution, but <laughs> is the gameplay any better? They didn't say anything no. about that. No, my favorite. <laughs> I part noticed was, that. Yeah, my right favorite away. part when they talked about Avengers was like, "There's better graphics and improved textures and better destruction." Okay. Who cares? I am a Marvel fanatic, and I cannot make myself finish Avengers. I well, cannot do it. It's that, like pulling teeth. That's the problem with these with these uh, games as a service games is. You have to put out content continually if you want people to keep playing. Well, they, they, they've had the, one the content. The content from the beginning needs to be good. That too. But you know the, the content, the initial content wasn't good. I think they've had one update so far with Hawkeye coming. They and, just and updated then, with Hawkeye okay. uh, and so the upscale like, to PS5 and Xbox okay, Series. Okay, X. so that's the second update, I think, and then there's a Black Panther update coming later. But you know, you know that. How how long are the gameplay loops for these expansions? Just two or uh, and three here's hours. Here's the other thing. And then they I expect you it, to grind them to get levels. Like, I bought it on fun. on PS5 or PS4 because I was promised Spider Man. There is still no Spider Man. Oh, they haven't like, prom- they haven't full go through no. that promise yet. Yeah, they and they haven't even shown what Spider Man's going to look like in this game. And the thing is, is at this point when I've played. Spider like the Spider Man and Miles Morales on PS5 and like the the good like the PS5 versions the remastered version of of regular Spider Man and Miles Morales like I don't need Avengers Spider Man it's not going to live up to anything that I want it to yeah you've already played Miles Morales that's probably a five times better game oh it's <laughs> ten times better. Like the or, thing is, is like I, I own it, you, but I haven't played it yet. If you can take a game, like if you can take a, a, a iconic characters like the Avengers and make playing as them boring, then you have done something wrong. Yeah, I, I'm thinking back to other MMO, MMOs. Like I used, to, I said in the past, I used to play EverQuest. That game's still going on. It is just celebrated its 22nd anniversary. EverQuest is old enough to drink a year now. <laughs> <laughs> and they, you know it, it was you know at least initially it was a difficult gameplay you really had to put to dedicate yourself to figuring out the gameplay mechanics and it, it, things have gotten easier over time but like the initial game had probably 300 hours of content in it 
Mm-hmm. And then they put out yearly if, if, for a while, every, you know, every six months expansions that would just, you know, while they would, one person could probably get, get through it in a few months, but you know, you're going to need a raid to do it. And every, everybody in the raid wants to get geared up eventually to prepare for the next expansion. So, you, so, you know, that's the loop that keeps people playing. You know, yeah. the, you know, to make sure you've got 50 or 60 or 70 people geared up for the, ne- for the next run, not just grinding numbers for the sake of grinding numbers. Yeah. Tim, a single you've, been player sitting, game. you've been sitting patiently, uh, listening to us just trash this, uh, and Avengers and other things. What, what are your thoughts on this? Like, uh, uh obviously you said you agreed that it missed the mark. Right. What Cause I think. think- I think it missed the mark because it did have the opportunity to take some of of what us Nintendo fans were looking for and or even still let's let me take a step back. They missed the mark because I think they could have totally given us life is strange but they didn't. Mm-hmm. At least not in this presentation. Yeah. And what do even, I even if it's the non-remastered version that could yeah. run on a PS3 it couldn't be that. And I think <laughs> I think we could have gotten the Tomb Raider collection um, as well, even and again, even if it's not the remastered version, even if it was the ones, you know, that could have run on it, I think they probably could have done it. But I had three things that I wrote down that I wanted to make sure I didn't forget. There's a reason why I always have to remind myself of this whenever there is um, a presentation from any company. One, they're usually trying to reach to a wider audience. So there's something for everybody. So there's going to be something for various generations uh, or genre, excuse me, that they're going to touch on. And so they can let people know, hey, we got something that you'll probably want to play. There might not be anything you want to play, but that's what they're trying to do is trying to reach to everybody. Number two is, I can't remember one third party, not talking E3, well, even some E3s as well, but one thirty major, uh, not one third party presentation that had a major Nintendo announcement during that presentation. Why is that? Because they usually leave the heady hit, heavy hitters for Nintendo directs. The big ones, I would think, like your um, Chrono Trigger, 25th anniversary game if they're going to re-release that i would think would be on a nintendo presentation can can i hop in here though and and before i i wanted to say this before i forget it because i will but do you think that that's more of a a nintendo problem though because i think it is i think it's a problem i don't think it's a good thing for nintendo i didn't say it was a good thing i just say that's what i've seen is that sony and microsoft don't care if big third-party titles get it get announced during other people's directs nintendo though wants those because information and new releases were so sparse during the wii u days that we've built up this expectation for Nintendo directs of, Oh, there's got to be some huge third party announcements. They've got to come out swinging. They've got to do this. And if they don't, then it's a, it's a huge failure. And I think that's a, I think that's a strike against Nintendo because let the company. Well, I don't know. Reveals. I think still, even with the playstations and the Xboxes, that if there's a new announcement for a game, 
that they want to do it either at one of their own presentations. If it's an update or just DLC or whatever, like, was there anything new announced in this? Like brand new? Which one? Forspoken. Well, that wasn't announced already. I thought I heard. I thought it was brand new. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong. You can. I, I thought it was brand new. It's the first time I've heard about it. Yeah. Well, okay. e- even the, the the actress that talked about it before they started everything, she she didn't even refer it to that. She referred it to whatever the project name was, the pending title. So I actually had that in the notes. Blah blah blah, okay. blah, blah, blah pending title. Yeah. And then when they revealed the logo at the end, I'm like, I mean, I know how, Outriders has already it. been revealed. Yes. Uh, so therefore spoken was the one more thing type of thing or the ending yeah, it was. type of thing. It was. So, and I get, I get what you're saying. Like yeah. I, we've seen a lot of these big third parties at Sony and Microsoft's E3 or the state of play or whatever. I just think that you see, you see, you see big third party announcements happen more often outside of uh, for other systems happen outside of those official channels than you do with Nintendo. I think that maybe they're a little more tight on that. And something you said I, I'm agreeing with. You asked if it was a Nintendo problem more than a Square problem, and I would say yes, because Square doesn't publish games on Switch. You know, they, they like the Dragon Quest and the Final Fantasies, they, they self-publish in Japan. But when that comes out in North America, Nintendo always publishes those. Yeah. Even though Square is, you know, busy publishing these bigger, bigger games for the the other systems and not doing anything with the Switch. So, you know, I would I would have liked to see Square doing their own in publishing in the West as well, and get to have them responsible for getting the word out more than Nintendo. But as long as Nintendo has the publishing rights to those games, it. Square's hands are tied on that point. It is up to Nintendo. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, so it also may rely on that. If anything is coming to Nintendo and they're publishing it, Nintendo is going to announce it most likely. So that's but true. It still leaves open some of the disappointment. Like I said, I was I was fully expecting a, a Life is Strange port type of thing to be as available. much as like as much as John's been talking about it from dead after dark, like yeah. about how much he loves it. And he's like, it's my favorite game. Now I want to play it. Yeah. And I'm glad that there's a collection, but here's another thing that I will be extremely disappointed. If any of these get the, the Nintendo switch logo snuck in afterwards. Like you're, you know, we've started we've, seeing we've that, seen that happen yeah. before. We've seen that, that happen. That's I'm what like, I was why, why thinking was that not, could possibly happen too. Why would you not? Announce it for Switch during the summer. Because if like, you're doing this during a PlayStation hear, announcement or an Xbox announcement, yeah. I understand that. But these are your announcements. Yeah, like there every be time no reason I, for that. I hear coming to consoles, you know, that's when you have to start digging. Well, did they mention Which Switch? One? Is there a is there an image out there that shows the Switch logo alongside everything else? That's how we find and, out and, about a lot of these. That's things. exactly what I did. I did drill down to try to find if Life is Strange is coming to Switch. To or not. me, that's frustrating. And a little unnecessary at this and point. In fact, they didn't even announce in the presentation what systems they are. I had to dig into the website to find that. Yeah. I did put that I'm in the sh- notes, but again, we don't. We probably don't care since they're not coming to Switch. I'm not sure if you guys mentioned this in regards to the uh, Marvel Avengers talk, but uh, uh, Mecha Dragon brought it up, was the um, 
uh, Black Panther DLC that's also coming later. Yeah, that's the third one. And then yes. I guess PlayStation will get a fourth one with Spider-Man because I think they said yes. the DLC would come out up to a year out from the from the release. And it released in, did it not come out in April of last year? Avengers? Sounds about right. I think it did. Uh, but I would expect some. I would expect some of that has been delayed by COVID. But right. uh, if you were disappointed by Square's presentation today, uh, let us know uh, either in the chat or send us a message. Uh, hit us up over on our Patreon or Twitter. We'd love to commiserate with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apparently, it was Let's August. Say, it's all over oh, our Discord August. as well. So okay, yeah, it's all over. <laughs> yeah, hit us up there. Uh, let me hit some news beats really quick. Again, not too much. Uh, big news left for this week. Uh, but we did want to mention that right now, if you are not a My Nintendo member or if you are thinking of extending your Nintendo Switch online subscription, if you do so by May 10th, you will get gold points. This is a new promotion that Nintendo is unveiling. Uh, these are valued at 10% of the cost of the subscription and will be added to your total. Uh, includes both individual subscriptions and family subscriptions. Uh, you don't normally get these gold points. So, again, if you're thinking of re-upping or whatever, uh, that's 20 gold points for the, the individual and 34 gold points for the uh, – or just a little over, I guess, with tax for the um, for the other. And, guys, that will get you a whopping 20 or 34 cents off a title in the eShop. Woo! Well, no, it'd be, it'd be three fifty because ten percent of thirty five. Sorry, three fifty. Oh yeah, so you get two dollars or three dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> hey, do you guys remember? Do you, do you guys remember when the discounts uh, with the Wii U were a thing? If I love those. The Wii U within the first, yeah, those were nice. Remember when? Uh, I think I, I think I redeemed twenty of those things. Pepperidge Farm remembers. So I do have to say the gold points value at that point is better than what we were getting before. Was it? Are you talking about? See, sorry, I thought you were talking about something else. I thought you were talking about the new birthday stuff. No, no, no. I was talking about oh. when you when you got the Wii U, and if you bought within like the first two years, you got a discount on everything. Yes, eShop yeah, related. I, I no, think, I remember I that. Sorry, thank you. I, I don't. I think it was, it was more than first 10%. Party. It was like twenty or twenty-five. I think, I think it was like twenty because I remember uh, when when they announced it was ten percent for gold points. Now it's been a while. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh, that sounds disappointing compared to what we used to get. Yeah. A uh, couple other things. Nintendo announced this week that they will release their fiscal year uh, end numbers on May 6th. That's a week later than usual. Uh, as Jesse uh, has put in the uh, chat or put in our notes, you now know what we'll be talking about on episode 325 uh, in just seven <laughs> weeks. So uh, just around the horn here. Um, switch sales numbers in fiscal year in uh, numbers. Tim, your guess. One. <laughs> it's not lowest without going it, over. It, if you're going to play the prices <laughs> price right rules, right. you're supposed to say that last. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not just I'm like, let me, let me clarify. I'm not talking about how many they sold in the last year. Uh, where do you think we will be, like, overall sales-wise for the Nintendo Switch family? 
I can't even think about that right now. My mind is not even near <laughs> where right. it's over a hundred we'll million. You. Over a hundred million. A hundred million, Jesse. I don't think it'll be that high yet. Uh, I think we're I'm we're probably looking at eighty six. Eighty six? Wasn't it eighty just at the or close to eighty at the last you know, after at the end of the year one? Uh, I'm so looking this it is, up right this is a now. non-peak sales now. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to add here, uh, as we're talking about this, this didn't make it into our notes, but I thought it was interesting. Bloomberg analysts predicted uh, this week that Nintendo, uh, that the Nintendo Switch has, has peaked. Uh, they believe that 2020 was peak year for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, however, uh, other like software developers and others believe that it will continue to grow. Uh, you put any stock into that, that uh, some analysts from Bloomberg say, hey. How can you be- predict that with the year we had in 2020? Yeah, I, I, with 2020, I don't think anything. That's going to be an outlier. Everything, yeah. I just looked at the December 31st gonna- numbers, and they were almost 80 million. Yeah, and which it's so it had a eleven and a half million sell through in the last three months. So obviously, I don't think it'd be that high, but I because th- you know that's holiday sales. So I'm, I'm thinking about six million, so five to six million. Eight, so eighty six million is that yeah. is that what you're so, saying? That's my guess. I will say ninety million. One hundred million. I'm sticking with it. Okay, so we got 86, 90, and 100, and then Justin will come in on that show and be like, well, let me guys, let me tell you guys uh, why you're wrong here. Huh? He's going to say a while dollar. I'm, uh, while I'm uh, speaking <laughs> on my brand new, uh, I'm, I'm, I've got these new Arctis uh, 8P headphones, huh? And uh, huh? sure, look it. Uh, here's why you're wrong about uh, all the sales numbers. Business Justin. Um, back to you guys. Apex. <laughs> 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 I should have said that. Oh, guys, hey, we're going to play some Apex Legends. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Justin. I know you're going to listen to this, and I practice that all day. Uh, here's a couple other uh, hot items. Uh, Among Us is getting an update on March 31st that will release a brand new map, the airship. This is highly anticipated, according to my 13 year old son, uh, <laughs> who, who is uh, every time Among Us updates, he's like, maybe it's the airship map. And there you go. Uh, so that's coming out March 31st. Uh, Among Us is still a ton of fun. Uh, and they just added, I didn't know if you guys have seen this, the uh, quick chat feature. Uh, I, I saw a bit about it, but I haven't played the game. And uh, basically what it does, it allows you to to very quickly respond with something like you can Yellow accuse a sus. color. Yeah, you can accuse a color or you can, you know, say it wasn't me or something like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, now that you mentioned it, Marty, this Saturday we are playing Among Us. So in, in our Discord and the okay. community game night, uh, and uh, with the either in the UK side uh, because we have a UK time for them, and then we also have a you know our North American side as well. So that so. is March twentieth. Correct. We will be playing Among Us, both UK and so over on on one side of the pond and on the other. That's correct. And now it's right. a five-hour difference because of daylight savings time here, so, but not there yet. Which but no matter where you, no matter where you are in the world, you can play. So right. it's because uh, it'll be Make in the afternoon. Time. It's it's in the afternoon and in the evening. So I love whichever it. whatever so point cool. you can make it in. 
Uh, it's on our it's on our calendar too. So if you ever want to look us up on your Google Calendar, you can add us there, and you'll get all our stuff on the Google Calendar. Yes. Uh, one last little announcement here: Octopath Traveler is coming to Xbox Game Pass. What do you guys think about that? I, I thought it was interesting that it's not available on XCloud. Oh, excuse me, on um, it is so. Yeah, XCloud. So it is on the, uh, you know, you can get it on the console and the PC, but you can't do it on XCloud. Hmm. That is weird. Well, game, here's the, the deal. The, game, if the you... game's too uh, technically superior. To, you can't do it in cloud. <laughs> can't. So, or not so to compete cloud. with the Switch. Too yeah. many too many teraflops for the uh, for XCloud. <laughs> uh, if you've wanted to play it lately, You've had every opportunity because it was ten bucks at a lot of WalMarts uh, over the last little bit. They're they're clearing it out. So if you yeah. want Octopath, there you go. Uh, however, I was looking because I thought, well, if it's that, maybe it's on sale on the eShop because I thought, you know, I owned it at one time. I don't know. I've just had this hankering lately for a, a, a JRPG, and I thought I'll either get that or Dragon Quest Eleven, and I go I look at the latter. I know, I know. I'm probably probably what I'm going for. So I went and I was like, maybe Octopath's finally down. Nope, it's sixty bucks on the eShop. Well, that's where so, I paid uh, for it and didn't play it. Yeah, skip the digital. Uh, go straight for that uh, sweet sweet Walmart. Um, There's a Wayfarer version for a hundred. Well, well, guys, that's, that's physical only, apparently. That's our yes. news. Uh, Tim has us a great discussion topic, so let's discuss, shall we? Tim, I'm going to let you take over on this one. Sure. This is your topic, your baby. Uh, go <laughs> ahead and, and uh, throw it out there, and let's uh, let's see what we can dig up here. Sure. Uh, so I thought of this last week, but we we had so much on last week's show, we just pushed it to this week. Uh, that, that, so um, basically, I was thinking of the time when actually I felt like this, and I wanted to bring it up to you guys. Does Nintendo grow with gamers or do gamers outgrow Nintendo? So, and I was thinking maybe this is why so many people are angry on the internet. Uh, they want to, they want Nintendo to grow with them. Like they're growing as they get older and play different games and uh, try out different things. And they, and they expect things and they are playing them in other areas and they're hoping to find them on Nintendo when Nintendo doesn't provide it. Does that mean the gamer is outgrowing Nintendo? And so does Nintendo or does Nintendo change with them? Uh, but Nintendo is always about being accessible and fun for everyone. So which means they no longer the uh, the longer we're fans of Nintendo, the more it is likely we will be disappointed. So and I hope that kind of makes sense. But essentially, I was looking for those type of things where, you know, when you're getting older as a gamer or more experienced as a gamer, when you're playing more and more games, do you outgrow Nintendo? I I think a little bit of both, uh, but but Nintendo is in general not growing with their audience. You know, mainly to keep to keep the family friendly thing going on. You know, which is why you know we, what we we're seeing this. You know, we talked about it with Square, with Activision, with, with EA. Those generally are but you know 
you know, Nintendo's been putting out games now for over 40 years, including arcades. So you potentially could having the start of a third generation of people playing Nintendo games. That uh, yeah, and I I remember people having this same discussion about 20 years ago. Uh, you know, when basically when you know, in 1981, I was seven years old. So this is now my I'm still sub 30, and as I, and a lot of people I knew weren't into Nintendo anymore. They wanted to go toward the PlayStation and, you know, right. and the starting of the Xbox. And, but, you know, a lot of, I know a lot of these people have eventually come back. Nostalgia is part of it. Part of it is, you know, they weren't interested in the Wii Wii U and, oh, the Switch is a new shiny. And so it, it's kind of, you know, a sine wave of... <laughs> It depends yes. on how old you are, where, when, when, and when you started playing. Right. And what do you think, Marty? And, and anybody else in the in the chat too? Feel free to you know. For for me, I've never outgrown Nintendo, and okay. I think it's because uh, personally, for me, um, I said this earlier. Um, like I watched the 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 announcement of Forspoken. Uh, or just that from the Square Enix presentation earlier, because I saw a lot of people that I follow on Twitter, like praising it, you know, like, oh man, this looks so awesome. looks so great. I can't wait to play it. Uh, man, I'm so sad. It's locked to PlayStation for two years. I'll wait for it to come out on Xbox. I watched the trailer for it. And uh, just to be honest, I was really unimpressed because it looks like every other open world game that has come out in the last five to 10 years. Like, you know, you're running around, uh, you know, pretty bleak color, pretty, pretty bland color palette. There's some, there's some running, there's some diving, there's some jumping. I'm sure there's uh, a, a progressive skill tree. I bet you, I, I would wager to bet there's crafting in it too. You know, right, like you're yeah. going to put two items together and make a new item. And, I found myself saying when <laughs> like I found myself saying lately about that that the two gaming bubbles that I hope pop next are open world games and crafting. I'm tired of it. Like every game has crafting now. Like and I I'll tell you when I said this was the other day when I installed the new update for Fortnite and I was like crafting really yeah. crap I was going to say, like, you mean like Fortnite? <laughs> yeah, like, I get that, like, it started with Minecraft, and it was cool, and it was new, and every every place now wanted, like, every game dev was like, how can we how can we integrate crafting into our, and in some games it works, and right. in some games it doesn't. And, like, here, here's a great example. That's one of my big, um, that's one of my big gripes of Marvel's Avengers. For the Square Enix version, is there so many systems at work, like installing gear, leveling up gear, getting buying stuff to level up your level ups, and you're selling this and finding <laughs> this and going and doing and of course the everything's and, microtransactions. And everything's microtransactions, and everything's about the loot, you know. And it just gets it gets old after a while. And for me, like I don't Not fun play. Anymore. It's not fun anymore, and I don't play games. I think I've said this on the show before, and I'll stand by it. 
Yeah. I don't play video games to play things that look like the world I'm living in right now. I don't want that. Video games are an escape for me. So I gravitate toward brightly colored, <laughs> fun, you know, and maybe, you know, like, I'm sorry, maybe we won't get like, I think a re that one of the reasons that people leave Nintendo is, and, and follow me on this, I think one of the reasons people leave is lack of lore. Like the yeah, Nintendo, Nintendo has this these big gaps in all of their all of their IP. Like what happened when between Metroid, between Metroid Two, between Metroid Three, they give you snippets, but they never give you a full story. And like we've had this story that's been hanging since Metroid Fusion that they refuse to finish. Yeah, uh, Mario. You're not going to get lore. There's a giant turtle. He wants to marry a human princess. There's a human plumber who, plumber who punches him in the face about once a year and fixes everything. Uh, you know, like... Well, it's not just Nintendo. Capcom's left Mega Man up in the moon since how long? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's all these... There, and it's not... But I think that Nintendo has such beloved franchises... That they don't, when they don't fill in that stuff, it drives people to go, eh, well, I don't care anymore. Zelda is, I think, is a huge, where I think Nintendo would, I think Nintendo could keep people, I'm, and this is all I'm going to say about the whole topic, okay? That's why I'm talking so long. It's okay. Where I think Nintendo could keep people is looking at a way, how can we make Zelda mature, mature, whatever that means, Right. How can we tattoos make on Zelda, a motorbike and leather jacket? How, yeah. How can how can we grow Link with his fans that are now older? But how can we also introduce people? Like, you know, how can we branch this out? How can we make Mario mature? Like, and I don't know that you could do that. How can we like Metroid? Are we gonna are we gonna make Metroid a franchise that kids care about? Or are we really going to go all in on the like survival horror uh, isolationist thing and make a oh, great mature mature <laughs> game for adults like that's going to rock people's world? So I think that maybe a parceling out of IP as to which could be for older gamers who like the blood and the guts and the gritty and the sex and all that and Mario yeah, <laughs> and I, Animal well, Crossing I, I, okay, and I Kirby Nintendo. Needs to, you know, sp spread it things out. They can't go one way or the other. They'll, they, they and, you know, again, everyone's not going to like everything. We know that. We, I, you know, we accept that. The people out on the internet don't. They think if it's not for me, it's garbage, but it's not. Right. But yeah, see, I like comment from Miz says, this, um, for some reason, people think Nintendo's cartoony look means it's for kids. And I, the first thing I thought of was Wind Waker. And while, you know, you know, history has proven Wind Waker holds up because of the art style. But I understand, you know, I, I just recently kind of rewatched E3 2001 when they announced the GameCube. And they, they showed a pre-rendered scene of a realistic-ish Link fighting a realistic Ganondorf. And everyone was excited and excited. 
and thinking that that was the next game, and then pff, here comes Wind Waker. So I can understand why people are upset. Yeah. But again, <laughs> but yeah. I think people. I'm going to make a bold statement here, and I'm going to shut my mouth before I get in trouble. I think people grow out of Nintendo because they uh, there is part of them that has lost joy. <laughs> I'm I I don't I, I, I'm okay with this. I, That's like, funny. I, I really have a hard time with people who like are so hard that they're like, I can't enjoy Mario anymore. Mario sucks. That's for babies. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? People- have you played Champions Road on Mario uh, 3D right. World? Because that's, that's not them. for babies. That's for- not for Marty. Have you played like, Donkey Kong? I can't beat that level. I can't do it. <laughs> and it pisses me off. Cause I like seriously like like that is my that is my number one gaming right now is I can't beat that level I can't do it I couldn't do it on the Wii U I can't do it on the, on the freaking Switch <laughs> and the thing is is now I realize like forty years old I'm getting worse at games oh yeah so I'm not getting better it, so it, chances are that it, level it, it's never not as much better. you're getting worse at games you have less patience. Maybe that it, maybe that's true. That's definitely what it is for me. Maybe that's true. I but think it anyway. I think it also comes down to the progression of the gamer, right? I was talking about experience or age or whatever you want to call it, where there's a certain progression. And I went through that progression. And I think it alludes to what Jesse was talking about too, which is it can be both. Uh that um you can you can outgrow Nintendo, but you can come back. So, and that's what happened to me is I felt like I was outgrowing Nintendo because I, that's all I played for a long time was Nintendo. Uh, and then when I started dabbling in with the PlayStation stuff, that's when I, my eyes started getting a little bit more open and I enjoyed it. And then when I, especially when I started playing more and more back into more games and started playing the PS3 and the Vita. I was like, why isn't Nintendo doing stuff like this? And I was getting bored with the Wii and the 3DS and all that stuff. And I don't think the Wii U was out yet. In fact, I even wrote, because I was dabbling with the blog stuff at the time, I even wrote a blog about my disappointment with Nintendo and how they needed to innovate. This was before the Wii U and the Switch, you know? So uh, I, I was... I loved the God of War games on the PSP and then oh, and then later on in the PS3 when, when I got God of War 3 and all that kind of stuff um, on the PlayStation 3. So I was just like, I want more games like this on the Nintendo. I want Nintendo games, but I also want older games as well for me to dive into a story and all that kind of stuff. And I wasn't getting that on the Nintendo console. At least I felt like I wasn't. And that's also because at the at that time too, I didn't have really the money to be able. I was lucky, let's say, to be able to have both a Nintendo console and a PlayStation console. So it was like, and where I was spending my money on games, I wanted to be able to spend my money on games on one system. And I think that's why a lot of people are like, I want more variety, and they get disappointed in Nintendo. It's still, you know. I think they gotten a lot better, especially with the Switch. They gotten a lot better with opening up their, letting the third parties handle the mature rated games and stuff like that. And that's why I would be, I've been, you know, I could play the Outer Worlds on my Switch or the other games that I've been playing and get that need fulfilled. And not had to go to my PlayStation 4 much, except for, say, the PlayStation exclusives. 
So it's kind of flipped, think... it's flipped back to where now, where I played a lot of games on my PlayStation and only played Nintendo exclusives. Now I'm playing more games on my Nintendo with third parties and only playing PlayStation exclusives. One of the things that came to mind as you were you were mentioning that Tim is too is like Nintendo has done a great job with the Switch, especially positioning themselves to get those third party games that I would say. Maybe this is the wrong term to use our importance. You, you know what I mean? Like Doom, Rocket League, Fortnite, Apex Legends, um, stuff like that, right? The, and, and they're more open the 2K than they've games ever been. And the Mortal Kombat 11, Duke, 2K, yeah, all that stuff. Yep. Uh, where I think people, I, I don't know that maybe they age out, but where I think people get frustrated with Nintendo is their inability to keep up with technology and, and and what i mean by that is like the systems that you have on a playstation or jesse has by having xbox and playstation that i have by having a ps5 uh the the uh party system the chat the sharing uh online getting rated marty sorry i'm I, we're getting rated by sean right now oh cool <laughs> what's up guys Hello, everybody. Speak of speak of the devil, and he shall appear. <laughs> we were just talking about uh, Xbox. So, uh, yes. Thanks, Sean, for raiding the channel. We love you guys. Um, so, you understand what I'm saying, though, right? Yes. Like about the the. I think people get frustrated. Like, why can't I have what I have on an Xbox, like Xbox Live or Game Pass or whatever? Why right. can't I have that on Switch? And that that makes that makes people look at that and go, well, they don't really care, or they're they're you know that's just for babies. They're they're just focused on families. They're I have heard on- the other argument. You know, someone who has an Xbox wants to play Mario and Zelda, but doesn't want to buy a Nintendo system. Yes. But so they end up resorting to piracy and emulation <laughs> just to get around paying Nintendo three hundred dollars. Yeah, for a game that they're willing to pay sixty dollars for. But they just didn't want it on a Nintendo. They didn't want to buy Nintendo hardware. So what you're saying is Nintendo just needs to go third party. Nintendo, Nintendo is doomed. <laughs> doomed. Not what I'm saying. So yeah, so, uh, multiple people in the chat said I never grew out of Nintendo, and in my case, I could say the same thing. But when I was, you know, you know, first moved out of the house, newly married, no, you know, broke as hell. You know, I wasn't necessarily out of, I just, I fell out of gaming in general, mainly because yeah. I had no time and no money. Especially, <laughs> yes. especially since, you know, when, when our oldest was born. So, you know, I, we did have an N64, you know, yes. it was a Christmas gift for, for my mom, you know, shortly after we, I got married. And then I did have a DS, which that kind of brought me back into gaming. But that was, you know, between 2000 and 2003. I probably didn't did very little gaming, and one of the when when I got divorced from, from my first wife, one of the first things I did is pick up a PS2 and GameCube and start to get more into the gaming again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because hey, I have more time now. A, you know, there's a That's there's funny a gap. You say that. <laughs> there's a gap in in my gaming between like 2007 and 2010. It's not that I didn't game; it's just that I played different games than I had before. Because that was when uh, my son was born. Isaac was born in, in 2007. Annalise was born in 2008. And so for like four years there, we were in 
survival mode, basically. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you're in diapers and formula. Yeah. And so, like, I would, I was playing a lot of games that I could jump, jump into and pick up really quick or didn't have a whole lot of story driven elements. But now that they're older and they're playing games on their own and like not needing up to, up to be right up under us all the time, I find myself slowly coming back to, I want a story driven game, right? right? Like I want something I can sink my teeth into. Uh, and I, I guess like I want that from, I, I really would love to have that on a Nintendo console, like as a first party experience, yeah. like give me that. You guys realize that Skyward Sword uh, coming out in uh, July, right? Is it July? July, yes. Uh, that's the so. closest that we've ever gotten to like deep Zelda lore. And so yeah. like I admire it for that. I think and, people and, need to pick it up and play it for and that. And then the whole timeline was basically written around that game. Yes. Yeah, because so before I'm, that I'm game, being, the, the timeline didn't exist. Like if you want that, like kind of, I know it's kind of a cartoony esque look, but if you want that, like the Zelda storyline, then go for that. Yeah, I know Metroid Prime Three had some had some Metroid lore there, you know, and it kind of deepened the story and pushed things forward um, yeah. more than maybe more so than we'd seen at all. Uh, people tried that in the Wii U era, right? I mean, if you think about it, Mario Galaxy, had story that was buried under that, you know, with going to the library and hearing about Rosalina. (laughs) Well, he basically went, literally went behind Miyamoto's back who was against it. And (laughs) I love that story. That's a fun story. Again, like I don't understand why they don't embrace that. Like you have a legion of people who want that whole, like complete the picture. And and I think since Miyamoto's getting more hands off, I think we'll start seeing more. Let's just like, oh, like yeah. Bowser's, Bowser's Fury didn't have a lot of story, but it had enough in it to keep to keep you interested. Yes, it, it actually, you know, it, it it wasn't Breath of the Wild nothing, and everything was spoon fed to you in in memories. But at least there was you know enough there to get you started, and there was things you could pick up along the way. I think that's, I think that's a good way to do it. So let me, I found the actual blog that I wrote. What was the date of this? I, oh I don't even know what the date is. So let me, I, I won't read the whole thing. It's pretty long and I don't write very well. So, <laughs> uh, but I'll read one of the paragraphs that I think is very interesting. So it says, I eventually got a PS2 and a PSP and now I have a PS3 and a PS Vita. I no longer play the Wii by myself. Get your mind out of the gutter and hardly play my 3DS. I found myself getting bored with the Nintendo formula. I have been disappointed in Nintendo's strategy since their success with the Wii. Not even the new Nintendo Wii U holds my interest for me. Other than replacing the Wii for my kids, they love that thing. So what does that mean? As of right now, Sony and the PlayStation brand is winning my personal fanboy fight. Does that mean I no longer am a Nintendo fanboy? Yes. However... Nintendo has a chance to win again, especially if they come out with a killer Metroid game for either system or finally decide to link the 3DS with the Wii U. Yeah, none of they that did, happened. actually. Well, they did do the 3DS link with the uh, Smash game, right? Uh, at the game As a level. controller. I, I would have expected more of something along the line. More like the GameCube Cube and, than and GBA. GBA yeah. Something at more of the hardware level. And then I wrote, or have I outgrown Nintendo? 
maybe time will tell. Well, I didn't outgrow it. So this was written in 2013 ish, 2012 ish. Uh, uh, 2012, November 2012 was published. So we're right, right at the Wii U launch. Yes. Yep. So that's that was my thoughts around it. I right before that, I wrote a whole big thing of my my history with Nintendo and PlayStation. It was just like, again, I don't, I'm not, I'm not known for. I even, I think I mentioned something about the, the what was it, the Aoi, Aoa, Aoya. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I just thought that was interesting, and I I came back to it because I also can see it on the internet. A lot of people saying, "Why isn't Nintendo doing this?" Uh, you know, like especially Twitter and stuff. Why isn't they? Why aren't they doing that? And I just find it fascinating to see some people kind of going through those same stages I did. I I feel of of you know, and then uh, I think Ms brought up a good point too. Is nowadays people try to be a uh, uh, you know, have a second council to cover the things that the other council doesn't cover. So, which I think I've learned over time too, is that you're not going to get everything on the one council. You're going to miss out on something. Heck, even on the third council now, I'm, right. you know, because well, I don't have an Xbox. Is, I'm not going to be able to the reason why I got it. the Xbox. You know, I planned on that as being my tertiary system to mainly because of Game Pass, so I can get some of those smaller indie games that I'm like, I don't think I want to spend twenty dollars on it on the Switch, but yeah, I'll pay zero for it if it comes out here. That, that's yeah. that was the main goal with my, with me getting Xbox for the first time. Thanks for the awesome. discussion, guys. That was Listen, what I wanted that, to talk about. Tim, awesome topic, and we would love to hear your thoughts on that. Do you feel like you have aged out of Nintendo, or do you feel like they've gone on without you? Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us in our uh, Email us, nintendodads at gmail.com. You can talk about it in the Discord. I think this is a fantastic topic. Would love to uh, continue to explore it with our community. Uh, let's talk about what we've been playing, shall we? Jesse, we're going to start with you this week, buddy. What have you been playing? Okay, I've got a, some Nintendo stuff I want to talk about first. Uh, starting with uh, an update on the Baby Pac-Man restoration. Okay. Yeah, I know I'm a, interested a lot of people, in this. Yeah, I, I, more people than I thought are interested in this story, which is why I, I just will keep bringing it up when there's when there's news. So I had some uh, the the tech that came out last month to do the initial diagnostic on it came out and did like a really thorough cleaning of the table. Replaced the bulbs, replaced the the bumpers, uh, replaced the monitor that I bought, you know, to so you can actually see things now. So it the table looks really nice. It's really bright. It's where before it was kind of you can the the lights just showed the dirt and the dust that was collected on it, but now it, it looks really sharp. We found out that still about three quarters of the lights on the table won't won't power up so he says if it was only one or two lights i would think it's a problem with the board with the wiring between the board and the bulb but since there's so many i think it's probably a problem with the board there's then which now we're talking more costs here so there's basically three three motherboards on this system one's called the vidiat board which runs like the arcade style portion and this is only like two Two machines that use that board, so it's it's a hard to find board, 
if you find one, it'll be expensive. We're talking like five or six hundred dollars, and because they just don't make them anymore, and they they haven't made them since eighty three ish. So the ones that are out there are either on their last leg already or just not. Oh, well, it's just a they, few years ago. Not yeah. that long ago. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so but so far mine seems to be fine, so that's not the problem there. The second board, which also has only been used for two games, is what powers the lights on the table, among other functions in the board. So that's the one that's that's an issue. Doing some, I put in the serial, the the, the board part number in the, in the website, and I found out that there's a company in Europe, not sure what country, maybe Germany. I just know it's not UK because of the currency that they, they charge in. Makes uh, new boards with the old specs, so I'm like, "Oh, that sounds promising." And, and he's—they say it works with Baby Pac-Man and that other machine. I forget what the, what the other machine was. So, I, I ordered it, and and learned something new. Um, so the original price was two hundred euro. And I'm like, okay, let's see if things, they'll ship worldwide. And they do. I sit, tell them where I live. And they says, okay, shipping is 25 euro. Well, I'm fine with that. And because it's now not being de- de- shipped to a European customer, I don't have to pay for that. So the oh, price actually nice. went down. <laughs> so I paid a total of 190 euros or about 230 bucks for this part. So I'm like, okay, I don't have to pay VAT. I'm okay with this. So, I'm, <laughs> so I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Don't know when it'll be, get here. But so I have that part ordered. I have another that's port. The part. Yeah, the, the another part that's a replacement chip to hold the high score data. That's the currently the current one in there. Like relies on batteries to maintain power during power off, and I'm surprised that it still even works because you know it's, it's like three AA batteries that are soldered in. <laughs> oh, wow. So he says, you know, we can just, you know, literally take, snip out the batteries, replace that chip with the new chip that has, uh, it does the same function, but will maintain the high score data in a powered off state. So you don't need batteries anymore. So nice. that was, that was just a $15 part. I thought that was a pretty cool thing to, you know, upgrade the board with newer tech to do that. When I read that, that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, so well, I, I'm I'm promising you that one day I'm going to come to your house, eat barbecue, and play Baby Pac-Man when it's sounds done. Like, sounds like a I, deal. Like I I don't know. I have this like insane need <laughs> to play this game. The more I look at it, the more you talk about it. Like mm-hmm. I got to try it. It's a piece of history. I think that's what it is. It is. Yeah, it's a it's a you know not only a rare game by in itself, but a there, I don't, I don't know how many other pinball arcade hybrids there are. So it's just a unique yeah. foot, unique experience. It's a very complex machine, and, too. and you you can't emulate it, right? Not unless you have both an arcade emulator and the pinball emulator. Yeah, it, things like that exists, but I don't know. I know I know of them as two separate entities. I don't know if they wouldn't work even together. begin to know how to do that. Right, right. So, so my next my plan is the next time it, when those parts come. Come in. The guy will come back again and do the that fi- final repair. Hopefully, everything's 
uh, all works and all the lights on the table start working. And I, I'll plan on doing a, a, a gameplay video. I'll set up some cameras of the, what's on the monitor and what's on the table and cut together some gameplay. Yeah, I Dad, need to see Dad Con at Jesse's house. Yep. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Dad Con Baby Pac-Man tournament. <laughs> With with the working high score list, yes, love it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Apparently, J- Justin hopped on and said Picross, which funny thing is, a new Picross game landed on the eShop today. I bought it, haven't played it yet. <laughs> no, it did not. It did. So it, what? What is this Picross? Yeah, uh, I'll have to look it up real quick, but it's because uh, I wasn't ready to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Hatsumi Miku Logic Paint S. Bless you. Which is, which is a, <laughs> with a mobile game in Japan. And oh, the, I love the consoles. it. And f- funny story on this. You know, normally Nintendo has the, the games in the eShop ready to go and searchable before launches on Thursdays. And you can see them in the now coming section or coming soon section. I saw an article last night that this game launched in Japan and Australia. I looked in the North American eShop, didn't exist. So I'm like, hmm, I wonder if this is a game that either won't be coming or will be coming late. So just to kind of cover my butt, I went and bought the Japanese version because it did have English text because it was available in Australia. So went through the went through that process to buy it, downloaded it, and then woke up this morning. Oh, yeah, it came out of North America. So, <laughs> so I'll be talking about that next week. Of course it did. <laughs> okay, and then the other. See, where am I? Well, so one more Nintendo game I want to talk about. There's been a lot of talk about Loop Hero. Have you heard of this game? Yes. This might be a game you'd like because it is roguish, like likeish. But I I picked it up. I think it was fifteen dollars on Steam, so relatively cheap. It not. What I was thinking it was, based on how everyone was talking about it, it was more roguelike than RPG, and they everyone else seemed to think it was more RPG-ish. But it's some, so I haven't beaten the first area yet. You know, much like that last game that you that you you bought, and I tried to demo, and I couldn't beat that level either. So I'll probably give that a few more tries. Basically, you know, the premise of this game, for those who don't know, is. You, you awaken to a world of nothing and all you see is this path that you, that will, you'll continually walk around. And you have a campfire on one of these, one of the parts of the path that you can stop and set up camp for the night. And then you're basically building this new community as you find other people or other people find you as you level up. So, and it's like a it's a card based system. It's like like you'll start walking around and you'll see you'll, you'll see say a skeleton. You so and it, all the the walking and all the combat's automatic. You don't you can't control oh. anything. All you can control is you can pause the game so you can manage your resources. But other than that, it, it plays itself. So say you beat this first skeleton, it'll drop a better sword and some armor, so you'll equip it. So next time you find an enemy. You'll kill it faster. So the next time it may drop cards that are environment, which, you know, it's like you remembering that these places exist. So you can put a mountain here, a meadow here, 
uh, parts, you know, some of them are placed on the road, some of them are placed off of the road or adjacent to it. They all have different abilities. Like the more meadows on the board, the more hit points you'll regen at the start of a new day. Hmm. And you can put a vampire castle adjacent to the road. So vampires will spawn on the road near it that you'll then have to attack. So if you have to balance yourselves between have, having enough resource, enough resources that you can collect to improve your community, because all, all these cards will give you resources as well in addition to spawning enemies. But if you spawn so many enemies and you're, you're going to fail, then you'll, if you die, you, you'll still keep like 30% of what you collected, but ultimately you want to not do that. Now and I want to play this game. That, I thought you might like this. And then, and again, the, the loop is continuous. And so you'll be able to get back to your campfire once a loop and you can stop at any time and save a hundred percent of, of your materials, which then you got to start everything over with nothing, no equipment, no nothing the next time around. So, so this is not for switch. This is not for Switch. This is PC only. Definitely can play, would run on the Switch, but right now there are no, there are no console versions. So it's the game almost looks like eight bit, sixteen bit graphics. So it's I'm sold. Sounds like a (laughs) it sounds like a roguelike video board game. Yes, that's kind of with cards. You know, a lot of people like the card games. So. There you go. Now so I, Jesse's all over that. Now I want a game that I can't have. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. I, I'll, Did you I'll say you got it on Steam? I got it on Steam. I'll check after the show if there's a Mac version. What? Well, can get Steam runs well. Well, yeah, Steam sure, runs on I Mac, mean, but doesn't mean the game will run on Mac. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll check well, that later. Uh, okay. So that's what you've been playing. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what he's uh, been playing Nintendo-wise. So but I now. have two more games. Uh, these will go quicker. These are on. I am playing on these on Switch. Persona 5 Strikers finished fifth, uh, about 52 hours in. And then I, when, when you once you roll credits, you're able to load, reload your save state and you get additional missions that you can get to like unlock additional Persona and additional better gear. And just to make the end game a little bit better. So I'm like, uh, I think I'll try to 100% the compendium or the persona decks, if you want to use that term. And so it got to the last one that I needed to be level 80. And the grinding really didn't need to be, wasn't difficult because the additional missions required you to beat all of the, a stronger version of all the previous bosses, which gives you a crap ton XP anyway. So okay. I didn't have, I didn't think I needed to do any grinding. So I got to level 80. And at that point, it says, you have now unlocked New Game Plus. If you, if you start a New Game Plus, you get to keep all the items, all your levels, all your equipment, or most of the items. Some of the items are story based, so you don't get those. But basically, you know, you get to keep the entire compendium, you get to keep all your money. So you basically starting over. With, uh, with almost the best weapons in the game, best armor in the game, you're already level 80. You have ac- you already have 3 million yen, and you have access to every persona that you previously had. So you can just play again and wreck house. <laughs> and it, it, it does add 
it also unlocks a harder difficulty if you wanted to do that. I still played on easy because there's definitely a, a skill difference required between easy and normal. And since I'm not an action game player, I yeah. normal was too much for me. I had to drop it all down to easy. So, Interesting. You know, but uh, during Nuke Theme Plus does unlock the last persona that you have to be level 94. But again, you're already starting at level 80. So by the time you get to the end game, you're going to be 90, if not 99, max level. Mech is asking any secret boxes. I don't think so. You know, all the non-level bosses are kind of spoon-fed to you as in the missions. So I don't think there's anything that's secret or hidden. But that's cool. so I don't know. So lots of... Go ahead. I'm not sure if I want to play the entire New Game Plus again. Because it's a fifty-hour game, yeah. But uh, I did start it, start one, and got to the point where I'm ready to go into the first dungeon for the second time. Kind of, kind of at the point where, when I first played and streamed it for two hours, at the place I stopped, that is where I stopped now during New Game Plus. Okay. So lots of replay value. Yeah, it's got replay value, and that's normal for Persona. So uh, nothing there I haven't already seen before. Okay. And then the last game, I, I picked up Cyanide and Happiness Freecopolis. Free, free, Freepocalypse. There it is. That's a weird word to say. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was released last week. And I, I'm liking the game if you're a fan of their of their comic and videos and humor. Yeah. It, you're going to like it. In fact, I just shared a video that the, from their YouTube channel seven years ago uh, about a couple going to a restaurant. I'm not going to spoil the punchline because it's not kid friendly. It's not family friendly. <laughs> uh, but the, it, the, the gist of this restaurant is there is no menu. They have, they telepathically read your mind and know what your deepest, darkest desire is. And that's what they prepare and serve you. Interesting. So the joke they pull off in this video, they pull off the same joke in this game. <laughs> So again, so yeah, it's yeah, that gotcha. it, it, it's not a kid game. Don't play it in front of kids. It's nope. very vulgar, but if you like that humor, you're gonna love the game. Yep. There is it's a, a definitely a dad's after dark. Uh, yeah, game. there is a something to watch out for. About well, I got into I got there about the four or five hour mark, where you. You finally you start off in the school, and it takes a while for you to get out of the school into the into the city. And there's a part where you go into a convenience store, and if you pick up, I'm like, if you pick up a, a particular item and leave without paying for it, the game soft locked on me. Oh, and. At the time it did that, I hadn't saved all day. I played three hours that I had to replay. <laughs> and there's a, it's, it's a point-and-click adventure type of game. So there's a ton of things on there that you you look at, you touch at, you talk at. And even there's, the, the, the character even comments, why am I talking and touching everything? But... <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's got like unlockable costumes, you know, hats, face effects, and shirts that I had to literally go through and touch, talk to everything again, just to make sure I picked up everything. So I was able, uh, able to get, I remember to save 
very often, especially before I got to the, that uh, convenience store, and I was able to do what I needed to do without it soft locking. So that's so far the only thing to watch out for. So save before you go into the Circle J or whatever they call it. Nice. Oh my. <laughs> that's really its name. Uh, that's, yeah, that's its name. Uh, Tim, what have you been playing before we get to in the weeds here? <laughs> sure. Um, I've been playing kind of just familiar games. I haven't been able to dive into anything too much new uh, except for the last game, but I've been trying to get the 150,000 points for the Happy Home Academy in Animal Crossing. Uh, just for whatever reason, I just can't get enough things to put in my house to try to get that, <laughs> you know, uh, to reach that goal um, without tearing my rooms apart and trying to rebuild or whatever. Because I like what I like what I have in my house. So I've been just trying to add little things here and there on where I can, where I have space for it to try to get those points. Uh, but, it, you know, Animal Crossing is a good thing. Just jump in and kind of, you know blow some steam off i guess you know another game i like play, been playing and i can't stop thinking about when i'm when i'm not playing it is the outer worlds i for whatever reason this game uh ever since i jumped back into it um and the and the dlc the peril of gorgon it's just i keep thinking about it while i'm working and then i you know i have a moment taking a break or whatever i'm thinking man i can't wait to jump back into that game i haven't been able to jump in it as much as i'd like to but definitely having a lot of fun with it the story and just the, the exploration and the first person it kind of has probably nowhere near close to metroid prime but it i'm having as much fun with it as i did with metroid prime i'll say that you know this is being first person getting through some story beats um and, and the other thing i like about it is being able to add party members as well that help you get through uh you know whatever you're fighting which has been a lot of fun so um i've been having fun with that but the newer game i've been playing is of course fortnite chapter two season six um i jumped into that just for a little bit uh i wasn't i didn't do too much in the last season other than get the snake eyes skin at that time uh i didn't buy a battle pass but this time i did and i'm happy i jumped in when i did too because i was able to get the crook kratos and master chief skins that i missed out during last season i thought for sure i missed out on them totally and then when i saw that in the store i was like oh my gosh i got to get these <laughs> because i was like i said i was i wanted them so bad and i took it for granted when they were available uh during the season and didn't realize they were a limited time availability you know the, the what is it 24 hours or something like that they were available i figured when i heard they were available i could jump in and grab them and I just missed out on them, but thankfully I got them and happy to jump in and play it. And I got a, a few rounds in and dabbled a little bit with the, um, the uh, crafting that we were just talking about a little bit there. Uh, I'm not digging that too much, but um, I, I have to play with it some more. I got to play with it some more. Cause I, like I said, I only did a few rounds. So but that's what I've been playing. Just basically those three things. Awesome. So uh, I want to just jump in on that Fortnite discussion and say I think this season's brilliant. Uh, I do uh, have to say that when I first loaded it up and I didn't do any spoilers, like I, I didn't look for any spoilers, I didn't allow myself to look at anything Fortnite-related before I 
loaded it up and did the end game yes. event, and then it popped up, and it was like, what the crap, you know, like crafting, and I was like, there's no way this is gonna work. It's but I dropped into my first game, and within like the first three or four games, I was like, okay, I got this. Yeah, and by that that came out Tuesday morning. By Wednesday afternoon, I was already level 16. So um, that's not a shocker. Like I've gotten like I've I've already gotten like three or four wins. I am loving this season. I'm loving what it's done to the map. Uh, I love the different classes of weapons now that you can use. And I'm definitely a primal weapon all the way guy. Especially uh, when I found out that the primal shotgun. Once you, you know, you get that, it's basically an automatic shotgun when you hold down the trigger and it just oh, keeps nice. shooting. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so good. Uh, the Battle Pass characters are super cool. Laura Croft is in. Yes. Raven from Teen Titans and Cluck. Cluck is going to be my boy. All right. <laughs> big What's giant. It's, it's like a, giant. a big, yeah, it's like ahead. a chick that's gotten stuck in hatching and it's got like an adult sized body, but little spindly arms and legs. And it has like a, like its eyes are just dots. And it's so stupid, funny. It is. And (laughs) it just looks great. Um, Exactly. It's like, it's like a giant size ditto. That's partially turned into a togepi. (laughs) Yeah. So like I, I I just love the way this game continues to um, reinvent itself. Yes. And I don't talk about, like, to borrow the idea that I had before, I've also been playing Apex Legends. And I've come to the conclusion, and this is this may ruffle some feathers, I spent 40 bucks, however much it was, on the Champions Pack for, for Apex Legends. I don't like it. I just... I don't like it. Like, I want to like it. I drop in, and I know what I'm supposed to do. I want to like the game. Like, I want to be good at the game. But I just, I number one, I suck at it. It's terrible. I, or not, it's terrible. It's a fine game. I'm just terrible at it. But, like, the other day when I picked up Fortnite, I hadn't played Fortnite in, like, two weeks because I level 100 the battle pass last I got the got the I got Grogu, I got the Mandalorian armor. I was like, I'm done. All mm-hmm. right. I, I'm gonna take a break and play some other things. Picking Fortnite up, even with the new season, even with the new stuff in, it was like riding a bike. Mm-hmm. Boom. I'm back. Apex still feels very foreign to me and very um, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I get it. like I'm going to give it some more time, but I, if you gave me a choice and said, pick one and play that, I'm going to pick Fortnite. Right. And that's probably where I'm going to stay. I've invested a lot of time and money and effort into it. I don't like, I haven't bought the apex battle packs battle pass yet. Uh, I was, I bought the champions pack. I don't really know that I'll spend more money on that game. Uh, I know that it's a lot of people's jam and I'm not, I am not yucking on your yum, okay? Yeah. But, like, I just – it doesn't click for me. No, I'm with so. you, Marty. I'm ha- I'm having a tough time with it, too, because I don't know uh, if, if it's the speed of it that's giving me a tough time compared to Fortnite, because when I jumped back into Fortnite, I did a lot better, or if it's just familiarity type of thing. But 
I'm going to play through the Apex season. I bought the Battle Pass so for Apex. I'm going to play through that, play through it more, try to get used to it. I'm going to try to play with the um, um, cross-platform off, which I heard you should be trying to do. But I also heard it's harder to get players to play Yeah, when you turn that off. So um, I'm, I'll dabble with that when I have some time. But I'm like you. It's It's not... What is that? It's not giving me the endorphins that I need to be able to feel like I need to go There's no back. dopamine hits. There's dopamine, yeah. 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 So dopamine, it's not giving me those dopamine hits to make me want to jump into that game first. What has been Fortnite, uh, Outer Worlds, you know, Animal Crossing, you know, those games, it's like I'll jump into those first. And then it's like, okay, I got those. I got my feel for those. And then maybe I'll jump into Apex. But I spent, you know, I spent the money for Apex. So I'm going to play through the season, see how I, if I get any better. Or maybe I just I'm not getting good at it and I suck at it and but I'm gonna play at the games I'm having fun with. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah. I totally agree. And I wanna throw over we got a couple of questions about Apex uh this week. I think right now it might be a great time to to answer those. Uh Nick Metzger, uh over from the Dad Crossing podcast, he asked us this. As a guy who was interested to jump into a first person online shooter for some fun with friends, I'm saddened by Apex's lack of support on Switch. Unless I turn on cross-platform play, I haven't been able to get into a match the last two nights. I really would rather play Switch only as that puts everyone on the same competitive field, uh, you know, field of view, texture issues. Do you think it's going to get better? And then uh, Solo Something, who is in our Discord and a fan of the show, he says, uh, he says, despite me being more of a Fortnite person, I want competition as competition is a great heel spur to innovation and hope Apex has not seen its Apex on Switch when sampling a bunch of random Twitch streams. Yeah. And then he says, since Apex and Fortnite both cause login problems for some, uh, if your Switch clock is not synced to local time zone, it got me thinking, do you think Nintendo will ever release an update with a new code that ends TT? And if so, would you suspect that this would cut in half the active player base? Does that I'm Presuming he's meaning time travel. It, but. I, I think you're right. So let, let me jump in and, and give you kind of what I think here. Uh, Nick, for the most part, every time that I've played Apex, and I have not turned cross-platform play off, but every time that I've played Apex, at least one, if not two, of my teammates have had the Nintendo Switch icon next to their name. Yeah. So maybe I, you just planned during an off time. And I don't know if a lot of people know to turn that off and think of that too. So yeah. it might be everybody's playing with the cross platform on, on. It is on by default. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And so like, I guess what I'm saying is I'm seeing switch players. I'm seeing a good number of them. Now, mm. have I gotten into um, like games where I see like the PC icon or the console, other console icon? Yes. Yes. But I've, I've consistently seen switch players um, I don't know that that's going to get better because I think what will happen is I think the player base might just get better <laughs> and hopefully it'll all kind of congeal together into some uh, tasty apex fruit salad yes. uh, type thing. Uh, to One thing the- too, real quick too, yeah. is uh, on the 3rd, uh, April 3rd, is another one of our gaming community nights, and we're actually going to be focusing on Apex that weekend, that Saturday. So there you so go. So we're going to, if a, a bunch of us try to get on there and play in 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 switch only mode or whatever it is, you know, turn off the cross platform, just be now, switch only. Maybe we'll fuel, be able to play. To add fuel to the other side, 
I did accidentally turn off uh, cross-platform play at one time, and it did chug a little bit finding the game. Uh, of course, it did. <laughs> I had to, I had to, I had to turn it back on. So yeah, okay, of course. It but did. Uh, yeah. do I think Nintendo will ever release an update with a new code that ends time travel? No, because that's an intrinsic functionality of the Switch to be able to set your own time. Some time people, zones. yeah, time zones. Some people don't have um, the internet connected to their Switch. You know, automatically updating it, so I can't see them taking that feature out. There'll just be certain things that will probably happen in the game, like in like in Animal Crossing, if you got turnips out and you time <laughs> no. travel. I'm speaking no, from I was, experience. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> you, they will, they will get rotten if you try to time travel. But I noticed dirty, that dirty cheaters. Yeah. Uh, time crimes. Yep. And that yep, was all. Yeah. That, that was all by accident. I found that. Out. As Nick says, the. <laughs> You know, the, the, the switch has the FOV the field of view locked which and which is variable on other systems so they're able to see what you know further beyond the horizon than people on switch can so you know there definitely is a distinct advantage to playing on a different system yes. other than the switch yes. which is why you know if it was an even more even playing field that'd be something else but uh, that does hinder things. Yep. And that's another thing, too, is I want to try to play Apex on a, on a uh, like here at my desk. I want to try because uh, I think I could do a lot better because I noticed when I'm playing in handheld, it, like you said, the field of view is a little bit harder to see, trying to see people far away and try to pick them off or try to shoot people. And I was talking it, to and a lot of noise in the, about in the screen, how he felt, you know. Uh, and he was like, I played it handheld one time and I'm done. Yeah. It's, it's a docked only. And I agree with him. There. Yeah. Which so is I'm going to try that again, docked. Yeah. Because, definitely. uh, I think a game like that probably needs was, to be 1080p you know, versus 720p. Just the appeal to, was to see the details, the what you need to see to play. Right. So, uh, so I've been playing some Apex. I've also been playing, and I want to talk about this one. Just for a few minutes, because I've got a video uh, for it up on our YouTube channel. Stubbs the Zombie and Rebel Without a Pulse. Uh, this is, for those of you who aren't familiar with this game, uh, it is a game that originally launched on the Xbox. Yeah, the OG Xbox uh, in uh, 2005, which means this game is 16 years old and somehow has made its way to Switch. Like a the zombie. Game, the that's what happens when you learn how to drive. You go places you haven't ever been before. That's right. So <laughs> in this game, you are playing as a zombie who pops up uh, from the ground outside of a town called Punch Bowl, which is this weird kind of like 1950s, like what people in the 50s thought technology would be. Like there's hover cars so like and robots and monorail. Yeah, kind of. Uh, and but this punch bowl city is like a utopia where there's no crime and no everything. So this zombie shows up and uh, basically uh, causes this this jock to uh, lose his hot dog. And so he punches the zombie. And the first action you take in the game is to punch him back and then eat his brains. So you begin to roam around the city killing people and eating their brains, and they join you as zombie followers. 
Uh, and you could do all kinds of crap. Like there's, there's um, Marty, the zombie powers, king. There's powers that you, you gain throughout the game. Like you can like throw your brain and it explodes like a grenade. Or like if you eat enough brains, you get gas and then you can fart and everybody's stunned. <laughs> uh, and then you eat their brains. Uh, South Park game. <laughs> it's, it's, it's irreverent humor, but here's the thing. It's 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 smartly written and it's a ton of fun, but it looks like an Xbox game. <laughs> like I don't think they did anything to it to remaster or anything. I think they just straight ported it to the Switch. Uh, and fun fact, this game was originally made by Wide Load Games, who were some of the developers who made Halo One. Huh. So. It, it actually plays fairly well. Uh, if you watch my video, it did crash uh, during the video. And I was like, well, that's the end. <laughs> uh, but I, I still recommend it. It's not very expensive. I think it's like 17 bucks or 18 bucks on the Switch, maybe 20. Uh, if you're looking for like a, a irreverence 3D action game, then I, I think you might like Stubbs. It, it's fun. It makes you laugh. Um, there's zombie disco. Uh, it's not very long, and it doesn't have that much replay value. So it may be one that you want to wish list and wait till it goes on sale because it's going to. All right, it's like there will be a sale in this game eventually. Uh, but I, I, I checked to see what the resolution of the original Xbox was to see if they had to do. Like originally thinking it was only 480p, like like the GameCube. But uh, apparently, it could go to seven eighty to seven twenty p or ten eighty i with component huh. cable. So yeah, they probably literally did just port it over and change nothing yep. else. And, and, so and it, I mean, it already it, had I a seven twenty p mode. Other than the the error on you know, and it closing out on that video, you can go watch. It runs well, and uh, it's just it's just bizarre and fun. And actually, what I hope happens is that it somehow. And this is pun intended, I guess, finds new life on the Switch and gets really popular and they make a sequel. Always remember thinking, why did they not make another one of these? Right? Because for an Xbox game at that time, it was extremely well made. So uh like I want more stubs of zombie. And speaking of zombies, I'm gonna be picking up Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville, uh, as it launches well today, as you hear this on Friday. So we'll talk about that on next week's show. Speaking of games you're going to play next week, Loop Hero is Mac compatible. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Taking a little mini vacay at the start of next week. And now I'm taking my Mac. Uh, (laughs) With that being said, uh, let's turn on the community spotlights. We have uh, a lot of community interaction this week. We've already done some of those, uh, but uh, let's dive right in here. Uh, from uh, email, Bruce Patterson just sent us an email that said some words. Bruce. <laughs> Good night, show. Thank you for watching. Uh, we, we appreciate you. Uh, actually, I, do, I, I wanted to highlight this because uh, Bruce won a contest 
for a copy of No Straight Roads, uh, which was actually a deluxe like collector's copy. It came with an art book and some drumsticks and the game. And I didn't uh, even know about this contest. <laughs> vinyl, <laughs> a vinyl uh, LP of the game music. And he did a, a really sweet little video with his family uh, wow. unboxing that. And at the end, it was like, see what happens if you follow Nintendo Dads on Twitter? Yes. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Great job, Bruce. We appreciate it. He's honestly, he's a super chill guy and uh, love interacting with him. He's one of our biggest cheerleaders. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for that. Uh, John asks us this from Patreon. He says, it's March Madness time. Which Nintendo franchises would make your final four? Who takes the championship? I'll go first on this one. Uh, for me, my final four, and, and understand he said franchises, right? So I'm thinking broad picture. I'm thinking of like not just IP like a character, but I'm thinking of like games right. that have had successive entries. All right? Yes. So Mario, Zelda, Metroid, because I love Metroid, and Mario Kart. Yes. And I... So the Mario franchise versus the Zelda franchise and Mario Kart versus the Metroid. Yeah. Franchise. So I'm... It's For me, it's coming down to Mario versus Mario Kart. Okay. And my decision there is Mario because without Mario, there couldn't have been Mario Kart. Mario is quintessentially Nintendo for me. So that's my... That's my final four. That's my final answer. Nice. Nice. And I'll go next. Since it looks like Jesse's trying to figure out his fourth one here. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'll go. I'll I, go. I so I, I don't, I, I've admitted before that I don't like as many Nintendo franchises as I, I think I do. <laughs> so one surprise one will come in and, uh, but eventually it'll just lose out. <laughs> right. So, but uh, uh, my final four is pretty close to yours, Marty, it looks like, except for instead of Mario Kart, it's AC. So I have Mario franchise versus Metroid franchise and Zelda franchise versus AC or Animal Crossing franchise. Um, so and I think it's going to come down to uh, the championship going between Metroid and Zelda for me. Ooh. Um, okay. Um, yeah, it's, this is a tough one because I mean, they all, for me, I, I, I could cop out and be like, oh yeah, they're all equal in my, in my heart, you know, but you know, it's going to come down to probably cause I got nostalgia, right? Where Zelda, it's going to be a close game. Essentially it's a close game championship game. Uh, Zelda versus Metroid franchises. Zelda was the first uh, the link to the past was the first game I ever beat completed. Uh, you know, I don't know if it was a hundred percent, but you know, it was the first game I completed on super Nintendo, uh, even before super Mario world. So I beat that there. And then, uh, but Metroid I've grown to love over the years, especially with the prime series and all that kind of stuff. And especially cause I've always liked the 2D Metroid stuff, especially on the GBA and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the Prime series, both liking a 3D version of the game and 2D games, both games I really love. So, and then I look at the aesthetic of these games too. 
you know, when they have those special editions, what do we usually get? We usually get Zelda stuff, right? Not very many Metroid stuff. But when we did, I actually got the 3DS eventually, the Super uh, the Super 3DS, <laughs> the 3DS XL, the new 3DS XL with the Samus on it. Uh, and I absolutely love that 3DS. I'm going to have to go with Metroid with this. Metroid pulls it out. Maybe the last minute buzzes, buzzes at the buzzer shot. And they win. They win the championship for me. Metroid the franchise. Wow. All right, Jesse. All right. So I, the, the first three off the top of my head was really easy. Mario franchise, Zelda franchise, Metroid, you know, in spite of prime, you know, I, I, I like, I prefer the 2d games. Uh, so I'm 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 wanting that new Metroid game that follows Fusion. Yes, <laughs> I've been yes, waiting a long I time. do too. <laughs> anyway, and then so I re- th- the fourth one I thought of was then Pikmin, of course. So yes, you know, like Good. if any game comes out in either of those four franchises, except for Prime, I I, I am buying day one. Uh, so I you know I have of course I have to have Mario and Zelda on different sides because they're going to end up. Uh, winning their respective brackets over Metroid and Pikmin. And, you know, as I said last week, you know, my favorite game is, or whatever I'm currently playing. So it, it, it yo-yos. So it's like literally a coin flip of, and I don't know if I can announce an, uh, an answer here because it can go either way from, you know, chain. You know, here, I'll do a coin it. flip for you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my coin out. I didn't we'll do one here. I'll we'll do Mario as heads and Zelda's tails. <laughs> so heads it is. Mario's the winner of this this championship. <laughs> Just Mario, because it was the last game I played, right? So Mario won two and Metroid won one. So that means that in the March Madness of Nintendo, Mario is the champion. Mario's the champion. And and, and look, I mean, what better? Which of those two has Samus ever played basketball? No. <laughs> Has Mario played basketball? Oh yeah, yes, three on three true. hoops, baby. That's true. Mario basketball. He's he look. Yeah, he he got it. <laughs> uh, anyway, no, I, I just think it's interesting. Metroid takes it for you, uh, and and understand that we're saying here. We're not saying any of these other franchises are bad, nope. right? Like they made the final that, four. It's just <laughs> right. That they all have to be good if, if they're here. What Tim is saying is that if he had his druthers, he'd rather have a new Metroid game than a new Mario game. Right? Maybe it's because I'm dying for one. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> that's what it is. Who knows? Uh, hey, but it was like I said, it was a hard choice. You know, it's because I, I love all these franchises because I'm a Nintendo fan, right? right. So, and that's why I'm. It pained on... me to, to, to axe Zelda. I mean, right. And Metroid. Yeah, Mario Kart. Anyway, yeah. uh, this next one's going to make us think again. Yeah, Jesus Amada says this, uh, gentlemen. Nintendo has approached you to reveal the future of Zelda games, but needs your input to decide what they do. They have two collections of Zelda games ready to reveal for the Zelda 35th anniversary: Zelda 3D All Stars and Zelda 2D All Stars HD. Imagine an Octopath-style revamp but they can only tell us that they will give us one. If you choose one, it will be revealed for release at the beginning of next year, end of the fiscal year, and the other will be scrapped. 
Which one would you decide on now, given the time it takes to release a game? But gentlemen, here's the kicker. Choosing one of these will push back Breath of the Wild indefinitely. <laughs> it might We might get it until the end of 2023 or maybe 2024. Choose wisely. So we basically have three options. 2D collection, Don't 3D collection, it. or none. All right. Well, let me just go ahead and make a bunch of people mad. 3D collection in the garbage. Breath of the Wild pushed back. Give me my remastered original Zelda, Zelda 2, Link to the Past, and Link Between Worlds. Boom. Done. I, I, I'm <laughs> agreeing with you on this one. Again, Breath of the Wild is, you know, the I said again, I said this last week, is a game that I probably will never play again because due to the nature of the game, it's 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 fun the first time. Yeah, well, and, without without trying to be super silly about it, here's why I chose that one. Honestly, all those other 3D games have gotten remakes already. Yeah. It's time for Zelda's deep past to get some remakes. It's time for them uh, people to experience what started it all over again. I think I said this on a guest on a podcast I guessed it on and last Nintendo's week. Nintendo's just waiting Give for me, me the to start playing Legend them on the Wii U to announce them for Switch. And that's exactly uh, that's why I would pick the 2D All-Star HD as well. Uh, but I would also include as much of the handheld 2D games as possible. I forgot. So, like Minish Cap and the Oracle games, putting those in there. Even now, though they're Capcom, I know it's probably harder, but I'm dreaming here. Let so. me ask still Nintendo this. published. Are, yeah, I would want those on there. Are Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks considered 2D? They yes. play like a 2D game, even though yeah, they're, they're both in DS there too. Games. Just dump the Zelda bucket in there. Let's go. <laughs> that one might be a separate game thing because of that would be like a special. Hey, turn your switch sideways and play the DS in, style in, game in, in, that you way. Need to, you need to play with your Let's smartphone in the app to get the microphone. Or do that, yeah. <laughs> Don't give them there's ideas, a special, Jesse. There's a special clip-on thing for actually, your cell phone, so you actually, can have a, Can I reveal? Can I reveal the third mystery choice? Sure. That, that did not get mentioned here. Uh, here's what you. Here's the real choice. Do you choose the Zelda 2D HD All Star? Uh, you know. Or do you choose Zelda 3D All-Stars? Or do you choose Zelda CDI All-Stars? Nay. Where you get remasters of Link, The Faces of Evil, Zelda, The Wand of Gamelian, and Zelda's Adventure. I choose the 2D still, but if you pre-order, you get that as a bonus. (laughs) (laughs) Remake them into an HD garbage can. Oh, oh, yeah, I like yes. it. I like yes. it. A little sass. Thank you, Mr. Waldack. Uh, welcome. Hope that look, I, we would love to know what you would choose out there. Tell us we're wrong. Tell us we're right. We all chose the 2D collection. Yep. I, I feel like there's some people out there who are like, there's no. a couple. There's the G Acre said 2D, he would go with that. And then Quag says, nah, dog, just give me Breath of the Wild too. <laughs> there you go. don't need all that other stuff i've already played i've I got don't it need somewhere to replay else. it that's right. right all right let's move on to this question simon hawkins says i have a game voucher for the nintendo eShop that runs out next month i can't decide on which game to get with it i'm looking for a hidden gem if you or me 
Having played the obvious choices like Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey, what would you do? Thank you, guys. I would pick, if you guys don't mind, I'll, I'll just jump in and say what it is. Uh, Origami King. Because I think playing that game beyond the hype and getting into it on your own time and terms, I think will I think you would enjoy it very much. That's my pick. If Octopath Traveler qualifies, I think that one would be a good one if you haven't already played that. Nice. You know, and if you if you're if you're at least if you're one of the people who didn't want it just because it was sixty dollars, at least it's, you know it's free here. You know, if the alternative is you lose your voucher, you know what? Do, <laughs> and uh, it. See, well, I had the other another one in mind, and now I lost it. Um, and I don't know if you've played Pikmin, you know, Pikmin Three. That's still a really, go. really good game. Mm. Nice, yeah, nice choices. Uh so my thoughts, uh, Tim. I got to agree with you uh, there uh, with your choice of Origami King. Uh, that wasn't the first one that popped in my mind, but I, I now that I think about it, I think Origami King is is probably an excellent choice there, is definitely an excellent choice. Uh, I loved that game, and I think everybody should play it. I think it, it's one of the best Paper Mario games ever. Yes. Um, my, uh, my suggestion was Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Another good one. Yeah, I, I think that that, that is yeah. uh, because it can scratch two issue, itches, right? I mean, you can play it alone and it's it's great or it's great couch co-op or online co-op. And it's Marvel. Yes. And it's really well done. And I feel like it did not get its due right. at all. It's a so, good jump in and just go at it and play. You know, you it's a great stress reliever game. Yeah. Mash yeah. these buttons. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so there you go. I, I, those are some very solid choices. Uh, Trey Hickman mentions this. He says, Super Nintendo World opened today in Osaka. Yeah, we forgot about that. Uh, Miyamoto was on hand to open Super Nintendo World to the public, and it looked awesome. It yes. looked pretty epic. I'm very jealous. Uh, can't wait for it to open here in America. Uh, he says this, uh, asks this, what Mario games, worlds, levels, do you think would make a good ride? I'm going to jump Donkey in Kong here because as soon as he said that, I was like, you know what would be great? Here it is. There's this level in Super Mario World that you kind of have to work to find. All right. it's And you only see these, these things in this level. There's a level where these dolphins with like snorkel masks jump out of the water and carry you across to the other side. You know, like you do the whole level, like jumping from back to back of these water ride. Yeah. All right. You're going down, coming up, you're going down, coming up. And there's like, you know, you're, you're, the water's splashing and uh, there's, you could have like the different, um, you know, you have different, because like there's, of course there's going to be a Mario Kart ride, right? There's going to be like, you're going around the Super Nintendo land. There's Mario land enemies everywhere. But what about bloopers and the urchins and cheap cheeps and stuff like that? You you work them all in there. A water ride because, y'all, it is hot in Florida. It is hot. Yes. We need the water ride. There you go. What are you guys thinking? Thinking like a Donkey Kong minecart ride. 
Okay. I haven't yeah, put as much thought in the mind as you put into yours, but that's all I came up with. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of something different because I was going along the same lines of that the dolphin thing, but with the bigger Yoshi water one, like the one we see in uh, Bowser's Fury. You know, the one that you jump on the back of and you're traversing the water. And oh, classy. Kind of yes. Like that would be another sure. water ride type thing that I was thinking of. But then I was trying to think of something else. And I think what you guys came up with is probably really good ones there. I'd have to think more about it. What about like, like think about this, like what about a Dr. Mario experience? How so? Are you Dr. Like, Mario like, or are you on the table? No. So like what I'm thinking <laughs> is, is you've got, you got these, these things and maybe it's kind of like a bowling alley, but it's also like slanted down and you've got the viruses and they're moving back and forth across here at the yeah. bottom and you've got the foam pills and you got kids in throwing the pills down. How many can you knock down? How, you know, and if like, if you hit a yellow and then you hit another yellow, it's a combo, you know, like, I, I don't know. I just think that'd be cool. That's cool. Oh, I got it. I got it. Okay. It's going to be Metroid based. We need a Metroid based game. Kind of like your, um, the tower that was at Disney world. What is the Halloween Hollywood, Hollywood uh, oh, t- ter- tower of terror, tower yeah. of terror. But make it Metroid based and also have like everybody has like a light gun, kind of like uh, some of those rides where you go through and you can shoot things, but you're going through the Tower of Terror. But it's a um, Zebus planet or something like that where, you know, where you can go, you're going through the planet and some of those elevators there or some of those shafts there. And uh, you're shooting some of the aliens in there. And then you, you're seeing like the story as you're going through each floor. And then at some point you drop. <laughs> so that's, that's my, that's my right. All right. I got one more. I got one right. more. You ready All for right. this? Yes. Classic theme park haunted house, but they, you've got the backpack and the light gun. Oh yes. And the is in the vacuum. Yes. And it is, is can you survive Luigi's mansion? Yes. There you go. Let's go. I'm, I want it. Like Nintendo right dad is going to go work at universal. Now we'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning <laughs> into this episode of universal dads, uh, theme park dads. That's right. <laughs> we appreciate it. Uh, one last question from Twitter. Uh, Mecha dragon one one Great question. Are you ever too old to learn something new? And he says, like I'm currently trying to learn how to draw. Oh, also what skill are you dads? currently trying to learn Mm. Uh, for me it was a few years ago I don't know that I'm necessarily trying to uh, trying to learn but a few years ago I self-taught myself enough to be dangerous on Photoshop look out and then Canva (laughs) came along and it kind (laughs) of made me lazy Canva's pretty amazing even with Canva, I still do some things in GIMP, which is like the freeware version of Photoshop, which uh, to fine tune things oh, yeah. before yeah. importing them into Canva to make the, the final product. So that yep. still can come in handy. Yep. Uh, for me, I'm actually back in certification class, which has taken up a lot of my time for cybersecurity. So uh, you are never too old to learn and you should always be learning. I think it's always what we've all been taught taught through our lives. Um, 
uh, or even if you weren't, eventually you learn that you have to keep learning to to make it nowadays. You know, you got to keep up on what you're uh, what you're passionate about um, and all that kind of stuff and stay current on things and changing trends. Uh, for me, it's cybersecurity has really is a little bit outside of the scope of things that I do a little bit because uh, my day job is um, a a user acceptance tester. So uh, I test devices and hardware and software and all that kind of stuff. And, but I'm dabbling now, well, not dabbling, but my work is aware that I'm taking this type of security stuff. And so they're looking at ways I can get involved in the security side of things for that. So, um, but yeah, um, that's, I feel like there's times where it's harder as I get older to learn new things. Um, but it's I just have to put more effort into it. So that's how I feel. Yeah, it's like there's not a lot of things that I can remember think that I've kind of taught myself over the years that you know not related to to my work. Like I like I well I think it was 2009 ish. I you know picked I started learning how to do iPhone app programming. This is back with. Before they called it iOS, it was like, it was like iPhone OS three or two. Yeah. You know, but, uh, that, I, you know, that was using Objective C. So that was, you know, I knew, I knew C as a background. So that helped, you know, but this was just like C and C sharp or C plus plus are offshoots of each other. This Objective C is an, a different offshoot of C going a different direction that each yeah. of them had 25 years now 35 years to evolve on their own so I, I completely forgot everything i've learned and i've always wanted to relearn swift which is like the, the new language for ios development and i've just never gotten around to it um back when i was uh played with the sca uh before you know they kind of pissed me off and i stopped uh, uh joining them you know i started picking up archery and so i got to the point when i was making my own arrows not like, like like buy parts and glue them together and yeah and you know and fire them and they work you know, wow I like made something uh, that uh, but I think more for what I'm I'm not actively trying to learn more I'm just kind of absorbing it as I need to but you know video editing is what I kind of learned the most on recently you know I'm using Sony Vegas as my editing software and I every time I want to do something I don't know how to do I'm constantly looking up YouTube videos and demonstrating yeah. to show me how to do things that I don't and I, I've had to go back and relearn the same thing three or four times because I don't use them often enough right but uh, I think that yeah. those are my answers yeah and that's uh, for the, some of the fun things or the side things that not related to my job too I've had to learn like uh, I've enjoyed learning about um if if statements if then that this type thing you know um through you know uh internet of things type of stuff uh automating things uh and oh, it's actually helped with works yeah if then that, that then that type of thing yeah so um i've been having a lot of fun yeah. learning that type of thing and i had to learn some of it already with discord with our discord community trying to say you know bring in you know if this happens on YouTube, bring it into our discord. So some of the earlier stuff, that's why you see that in our, in our discord. Um, so yeah, it's, 
it's easier to learn something new, especially when you want to, or for, for something fun, it's a little bit harder when it's job related, but even so in my job, I'm learning more automation stuff too, for automation testing. And that's been a lot of fun. I've been, I've been enjoying that. Very busy. Yeah. Well, and another thing too, like I, you know, in the past couple of years, I've learned how to stream, learn how to edit and record yeah. YouTube videos and, uh, post those up and getting better at that, you know, and, and that, yeah, podcasting. I don't think that there's ever, I think the limitations that we put on ourselves in those things are limitations that, that we dream up. Like, it's like, you know, I get frustrated at my, uh, at my in-laws, particularly my mother-in-law sometimes. I love my mother-in-law and she'll never hear this, but uh, I'm just throwing this out here. Like she just flat refuses to learn how to do stuff sometimes. Like, and I'm like, why would you ever get to that point where you're like, I'm just not even going to try it. I'm just not even going to do it. I'm just throwing my hands up and I'm going to let somebody else do it. Uh, like a few years ago, like many of us have had happen, her like checking account got hacked, right? Like that's pretty commonplace now, mm -hmm. unfortunately. And she, not only did she stop like doing online banking, she stopped buying anything online and she like went and bought like a paper ledger where she could write down all of her transactions and stuff. And it was like, she's like, I'm done. She was like, I'm done. I'm never doing anything online again. <laughs> Not even. And I'm like, you know, there's ways around this right. where, you know, and I was like, I just don't, un I don't understand the, like, here, here's where I don't understand. Like I understand I've tried it and I can't do it, right? Like I've tried it and I can't do it, so I need some help. What I can't understand is I, I don't know how to do it and I won't try it, yeah. you know? And to me, that just kind of makes no sense. And so right. I think the limitations that we put on, that, that we feel are the limitations we put on ourselves. Right. Or thinking you're entitled, you know, to think that I've learned enough or I've gotten to a certain point saying that I know this. I don't need to learn anything else. I'm done. I'm superior. But yeah, <laughs> or whatever, you know, it depends on the attitude right. as well. <laughs> I got something that I want to throw in that I don't know and want to learn. I want to, and you know, I've I've been thinking about it off and on for the past several months, and you know, and Rogers also recently started doing it on his channel, um, having like a VTuber avatar. Okay. So I'm like, that might might be fun to have in some videos from time to time. Yeah, that would be interesting. I yeah, I'm with you on that okay. one. Yeah, and like like you're saying, it's. It's all just about like in the learning, like take time to figure it out. Take, I think one of the, one of the problems that we have a lot now is that maybe none of us feel like we can slow down enough to learn something. Right. 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 Like I've got so much going on. How, how do I, how can I take time to, to learn it? Well, again, take time. Yes. It takes yeah. time. Like, like if I wanted like if I, if I, when I, when and if I ever have the time to do this, I would have to learn how to use 3D modeling software, how to def define the, the motion points, how to have software trigger the motion points. If I want to open my mouth, close my eyes, do things with fingers, things like that. So right. 
that's uh, a lot of a lot of pre work. You know, I think Roger hired someone to do his model for him, but you know, that's kind of the thing I'd want to kind of build that from the scratch myself. I would think. Nice. Yeah. Well, guys, that is episode 318 of Nintendo Dads. We want to thank you if you watched along live with us for hanging out. And if you've made it all the way here in the audio version of the podcast, thanks again for listening to this episode. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. And, uh, you know, our community is a big reason that this whole thing keeps going. You can be a part of uh, the Discord community by going over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. And as we close out the show, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Contronio, and Christopher Waring for being so awesome and backing us at that $30 level. You can go over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads and find all of the levels and all the benefits over there. Again, you can get in for just uh, a little under a dollar a month. Uh, guys, did y'all know that we have over 5,200 YouTube follow, uh, subscribers now? Say what? 5,200 <laughs> and almost 1,000 followers on Twitch. 969 as of the recording of this show. Let's see if we can just, let's do that. Let's do that 1,000 this weekend. Yes. Share this Share our Twitch with your friends. Share our YouTube with your friends. You can do that by telling them to go over to nintendodads.org where they'll see Twitch, YouTube, all of our podcast episodes, Patreon page, social media, our Extra Life 2021 campaign, which has already started, and the Tee Public and Redbubble store where you can go and buy some sweet Nintendo Dads merch. Merch is awesome. Like, you can buy my avatar on a shirt. Not anybody else's. It's mine. I'm wearing wear six avatars on my on my current. You want to wear Mar You want to wear Mega Marty on your shirt? I promise. It's uh, looks great. I bought one for myself. Came out of the bedroom the other day wearing it. My wife goes, "Are you really going to wear a T-shirt with your own avatar on it?" I was like, yep. <laughs> "Gonna do That's it." Right. That's some confidence. Already done it. Stay in there. She's like, "Yeah, yeah." Yeah, of course you are. You could uh, you could have told her I'll take it off for you if you want me to take it off. <laughs> nobody wants that. <laughs> nobody. Honestly. Uh, but here's what we do want. Email us over at NintendoDads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for this music used throughout the show. And remember... Sharing is caring. A five-star review and some words written about the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Spotify, wherever we are, helps people find the show. Tell them what you like. Don't tell them what you don't like. Just tell them what you like. And uh, you know what? Tim, you're fired from the show for eating Oreos that I can't have. You're fired. And they're the frost, they're the white chocolate coverage. So next week we are auditioning yes. a new cast member for Nintendo Dads because Tim's fired. I'm very jealous. <laughs> Tim, you're not fired. Stop it. Stop it. You can't whole, see this if you're listening to audio. He's, he's showing me the Oreos. This has been episode 318 wow. of Nintendo Dads. For me, for Jesse and the traitor Tim Off. Not sharing his Oreos. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. We sound like the goddamn Nintendo Dads all of a sudden. <laughs>